Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate weekly from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by Their Clothing and Camber Kings Northwest. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Park Podcast, episode 14 of the 21-22 season. Myself, Gary Judge and Andrew Price representing the Blues tonight and we've got Phil and, I was pointing that way then, it's confusing that when you're looking at it, we've got Phil Roberts and Terry McGiven representing the Reds. Hello to any of our new YouTube viewers, great to have you on board and please, before I forget, subscribe if you haven't already. So just by Phil's head there, you'll see that little subscribe reminder for you. But down below this clip, you should see a little button that'll say subscribe. It does really help us that. I know Millsy pushed it last week. It helps us if we can get to a thousand. It gives us loads more options in terms of content. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Massive thank you to our sponsors, Camper Kings UK. Um, check them out on Instagram. They've got a massive selection of camper vans. Loads of choices for you if you're looking to get away on a staycation. And thank you to our clothing partners, Ver Clothing. The Blues are matched up in our lovely T-shirt. The Reds are just lazy and haven't put them on. Uh, they have got some really good uh, Black Friday offers coming up all week, actually. I think it's Monday to Friday. They've got a different offer on every day. And I think the end of the week, they've got like 50% sale. So check them out as well. That's verclothing.com. Okay, so we're going to get into it. We're going to start this week with some social media questions. Uh, after the social media questions... We'll be previewing both teams' games. We've got no games, obviously, to review because we've had an international break. So we're going to start with social media. And obviously, there's been a a fairly significant, or there's been a couple of uh, Premier League appointments over the international break. One more significant to both sides of the park than the other. And that was Steven Gerrard moving from Rangers to Aston Villa. Phil, we had a question from one of our listeners. you want to start with that? Yeah, Steven wrote in... You can't actually say Gerard's name. He's put G and loads of dashes with a D at the end. Um, he said, with that fella going to Villa, I can't say his name. He made my school life a misery. Um, um, will Villa now take over us? I feel they're building a good squad of players. Meanwhile, we're signing free transfers and bargain basement players. They now have someone who seems to be a progressive manager and you, who you can see attracting players. We've got Benitez, whose day was about 15 years ago and feels a bit stale. I just feel that we're sleepwalking backwards. Are the lads concerned? I see. Um, no, I'm not concerned. I mean, no more concerned than I was come the summer when Villa made a few good signings, and we obviously only signed the players that we did. Um, in terms of in terms of a man, I mean, in terms of Villa, they had, they had a decent season last season, especially towards the second half of the season. If you remember, they did done well. Uh, they've started this season slow and. Getting rid of Grealish, not only what he does on the pitch, but what he does around the club as well has been massive for them. Um, it was the similar similar story when Tottenham lost Bale and they tried to replace him with four or five other players. I think Villa have done similar, and they've, they've signed good players. I think that the players they've got, they've, they've brought in, have been of quality. Um, and certainly, you know, when you look at it on paper, better quality than what we brought in in the summer as well. Although obviously Townsend and Gray have proven to be really good signings so far. Um, so I'm not I'm not more worried than than, than I would have been previously in terms of. In terms of managers and, and Gerard being a progressive manager, is he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I genuinely don't know if he is or not. And, and that's that. That's that. That's he's 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 a, he's a decent. He's a decent. He was a decent player, and he's had some success at Rangers. Uh, could he have won more at Rangers with with the, with the money that he spent at Rangers in comparison to what the previous managers did? 
I don't know. I think it'll be a massive test for him coming to Villa. I think it's a good choice for him coming to Villa. He's at a stable club. He's had a big, you know, relatively big club, um, and it's a good stepping stone for him to to move on to to future things probably. Um, but has he been that that successful at Rangers? I don't I don't know if he is, and genuinely don't know if he is. If he has um, the amount, as I say, the amount of money they've spent and put and he's and he's had on on players, and the, I think the wage bill particularly has gone massive gone massively up at Rangers since he's been there, and only to have one trophy. Um, when you look at, I think it's St. Johnson or another team who's, who's won two cups in that time. Could he have won more? And should he have won more? I don't know. Um, I don't know what you think on that, Judy. But in terms of in terms of him over Benitez, well, when we signed Benitez in the summer, who was out there for us? I mean, who would the progressive manager we could have got Eddie Howe or, or Lampard? I would have took Benitez over them any day of the week um, and obviously certainly wouldn't have, have, have tried to get Gerard in. Um, so could we have got a more progressive manager at the time? No, we couldn't because we were trying for ages to, to, to think of one and we, we couldn't think of a better one than Benitez. Um, so I'm happy with Benitez. Yeah, Villa will be probably close or you know, there or thereabouts with us providing that Gerard has some success. But to say that he's a this progressive, decent manager who's come in and is going to change them, I'm not having it. Yeah, really, really fair points to be honest, and I'm probably a lot more um, in depth than I was expecting. Um, not that I wasn't expecting you to be in depth about Gerard, but yeah, I, I, I don't, um, I don't disagree with any points you've just made. I think I'll be honest, and 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 the Reds know this because someone leaked um, the Everton group to, to them a while ago, our WhatsApp group. I, I, I was concerned about Villa at the start of the season. I thought the signings they made were were good ones. I thought they spent the money well. I don't. I still haven't changed my opinion on that. But you've had like the likes of Leon Bailly, who struggles with injuries, haven't hasn't really settled in as well as he could have done. The defence has been a bit more leaky than it was last season, which has probably caused them more problems than 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 the forward players have. Uh, Ollie Watkins hasn't quite hit the ground running like he did last season. Um, so there's a, there was a bit of doubt that crept in there. And, and meanwhile, we've 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 done okay. We had a half season start. Um, I think it's an it's an interesting appointment. I think Pricey's obviously highlighted really well there that, that maybe the, the hype around Gerard is a little bit un, unwarranted considering he went up there. He did inherit a decent squad at Rangers. He got backed heavily. Um but he's done well, you know, they've they've overturned Celtic. That's always the battle, isn't it? Celtic and Rangers. Celtic were going for ten in a row. That was a you know, that was just a that couldn't happen for Rangers. He, he stopped that from happening. So he turned the tide. And I think that's why he's kind of developed, you know, a bit of a reputation. Done okay in Europe as well. I think against some some decent sides. So I think I think it's a, it's a, you know I think he's done a good job up there. I, I don't think many people could say it, it was a bad job. But taking on board what you've just said as well, you know, it's it's a, it's a massive jump for me. You know, league wise and competition wise, you know, if you I think it's 12, play, 12 teams in the SPL, out of those twelve teams, only two or three of them can compete on any level. With you, and that's that's only with the re-emergence of like hearts, hearts recently. Um, before that, you know, Aberdeen were maybe in the mix, maybe Hibs every now and again, but it's only really a two or three team league at best. Yeah, but you know, when when Gerard took over, it wasn't a two team, it was a one team thing, wasn't it? So it isn't, it is no. two or three now, but I seem to no, remember he's just not being in, in the mix. No, Rangers got relegated, didn't they? Got right they? down the back and order, didn't they? Got dropped down to like the third division, but they were they've been in the SPL for a, for a good few years when Ray, when Gerard took over, and they were still within you know six points or whatever. The Celtic, they weren't like twenty points away like the other teams were. You it was yeah, you know, there's no doubt that he that he shifted the you know he turned the tide, like I said, and 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 they are the best team really on paper 
by some distance now in Celtic, you know, in Celtic, in, in Scotland. Um, so, yeah, he, he's left them in a good position. Um, but it is, it is a big jump into the Premier League. Not, not to, I wouldn't say, I think there was an argument on TalkSport last week saying who's the bigger club, Villa or Rangers. Following-wise, you know, from a support perspective, there's not much in it because Rangers have got a huge following. There's loads of pressure up there because you are literally expected to deliver within a season or two. Um, you know, they've got a similar they've got similar European pedigree, you know, looking back to the 70s and whatever. Villa have won a European Cup. Um, so, you know, similar size clubs in terms of what they've achieved. But it's the league more than anything else. That's the big step up. And he's also, he's got the job of taking Villa probably further than what he's had to take Rangers. Rangers only had to move up one position and overthrow one team. You know, Villa are going to have to do that to probably three or four teams. You've got Arsenal now who are looking like they've turned, turned the corner. You've got Tottenham, who've got a top manager again. Um, you know, Benitez will be expecting more of his team. And you've got the top four or five clubs as well. So, it's a lot, it's a much bigger so, job. Yeah. Ter- Terry, what do you, like, in order for Gerard to end up as Liverpool manager, he's going to have to be determined to be successful at Villa. And that's the tricky thing for me. What, what, what do you think success will look like? Well, it's a good question. I mean, just before, like, I sort of mentioned that, I think one, one thing that we do have to, I mean, I, can, I take your point, you're saying that, it's a t- you know, it's it, it's a much tougher job, the Villa job, than the Rangers job in terms of the quality of league that he's playing in. But he had, he, had, he went, you know, it was a pressure position that he took over there at Rangers. You know, they were way, they were off the pace. You know, under Rodgers, Celtic looked a proper force and they were going for 10 in a row. And he basically, you know, denied them that. Won the league at Rangers and won it with an unbeaten season. So, at and he you know, would have won it this season as well. Yeah, he probably would. You know what I mean? Well, the fact though, weren't it? Rogers leaving made the made the job a lot easier because he he built something and kind of someone else couldn't really take over that. So it was made a lot a lot easier by Rogers walking away and going to like. There's, there's no dispute. He's done, he's done a good job. But my my point is that is it that good a job to say that we're gutted that that Villa have got him and now Villa are going to overtake him, which is what the question was, and Villa are going yeah. to progress because they've got Gerard. I don't see that. And I think Phil, Phil's point. So he, he's asking there, you know, what does success look like at Villa? I think, I, th- I think if anyone thinks that Gerard's going to go in and all of a sudden catapult Villa into like Champions League places, you know, it, it, then then you know what I mean. I, I think that's it. That's too big an ask for him. But I think it is a very very good next logical step for him. He's probably done as much as he can really do at Rangers. Even if he wins another league or whatever, he's not really enhancing, you know, his 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 reputation much much further. So. He needs to kick on and step on, and a Premier League challenge at a club with new owners, wealthy owners who will back him. As Judgey said, he, they've got a squad there that you know, in Judgey's eyes, as he said, you know, at the start of the season, was better than Everton. So you, you'd think, you know, he's got the tools if he can come in and 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 you know get a grip of that squad and, and get them fired. And I think you know if he can get Villa into European places in the next two seasons. I think that represents, you know, pretty good progress because they've, they've obviously, you know, they're in the Premier League, they're established again in the Premier League. They've got a good base to build from, and then, you know, they can they can now look to try and get in them oh. European places. And I, I, I think if he's if he's competing, you know, with them, that the, the teams that you think who, who should who would expect to be around there, Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester, Leicester, West Ham, maybe now that they've you know sat fans a little bit of a, a bit of stability and stuff. Then if he's competing and competing well with them and taking points off, off big teams and stuff, then he's done probably as good a job as uh, as he can be asked to do. I feel like you know the problem is though if you don't overtake 
West Ham, Everton, Leicester, Tottenham, etc. You end up tenth. That's not going to be easy to do. And it what does tenth do for a Gerrard's career? Going back to the listeners' question, obviously only time will tell in terms of you know where the ends up finishing this season, next season, or whatever. But I do, I do think that it's yeah, yeah. I guess the question in my head is, do I think Gerrard will get Villa into Europe before Benitez gets into us into Europe? I don't think so. I think it's going to take him longer to adjust to that job and to get to where he wants to be or, or Villa want him to be than it will be for Benitez to turn, turn us. Not turn us around in terms of us being a, a top four challenging team, but I do think that his experience of of, of being in, I, I think, a very similar position when he took over at Hughes, where he were languishing a little bit, you know, slightly higher than us, but not much higher. I think he knows what he needs to do to get us into Europe more than Gerard will know what he needs to do at Villa. I think he's got a bit more work to do there. Yeah, I, I, there's a difference in financial status, isn't there? In, in terms of your hands, and Benitez's hands are tied a little bit in the transfer window. I think Gerard will be backed in the transfer only, window. Only for the next window or so, though. After yeah, that, yeah, but, but I, you know, I think they, they probably have sort of got a reasonably good squad base there. You know, obviously Grealish is, is gone and that that's hurt them a little bit. But they bought they have bought some players who I think you know maybe they should be getting a better tune out of. And um, I think he will be given you know some some funds to sort of you know. Do you to, think he's to got the name to attract? Good yeah, players I think he has. Well. Yeah, he's got the respect for players to come. Players will want to come and play for him, won't they? Because just because of his reputation as a player, if nothing else. Which is, yeah. you'd expect that, wouldn't you? You know what's weird? I will now, as a second team, support Villa. Only because I want Gerrard to do well so he becomes Liverpool manager. It sounds a bit like, I know you can say, oh, you've only got one team. But if you want Gerrard to be Liverpool manager, then you want Villa to do well, don't you? So, it's weird, it's weird for you. Yeah, as long as they don't take points off us and they take yeah. points off everyone yeah, else. Win-win, isn't it? I can't remember who made the point, and I can't remember where they heard it, but it may have been on a phone or something. I think someone made the point about Ferguson saying, like, you know, if he really wanted to be managing, he really wanted to, to, you know, to take that step. He needs to leave or he should have left. And, you know, you've got to have a bit of, to a certain extent, respect for that because Gerard could have stayed in, in the academy and maybe just wasted his time, become first team coached and all that. But, you know, he, he's took the more difficult step and obviously the more progressive step of going out, standing on his own two feet and, and putting himself in the firing line. And it's obviously, it is a faster track to becoming a, a you know a manager at a big club if you're going to go and do it elsewhere than it is to just kind of sit in the background, isn't it? Certainly yeah, from a yeah and he's, he's definitely made good choices. As you say, going to Rangers, a massive club, but it was just out of them and Celtic. So as long as he stopped Celtic, he'd sort the job done way. And I'm not saying that way tough. It was tough, but it was a good, it was a good opportunity for him to go to a big club in a, in a small league and, and sort of understand the craft more with that pressure. And I think coming to Villa is a really good choice as well. As Terry said, they got what looks like good owners on the face of it. A good, you know, a good, uh, a good club, a good, good stadium. They got the fans, you know, it's a big city, the second city, nice fan base there. So it's, it's all in place for him. Plus, but, but the expectations aren't massive. Do you know what I mean? He's got everything he needs, but the expect, they're not expected to get into the Champions League. If he can win the you know the Carabao Cup and finish seventh, that's a, that's, a, that's a boss season, isn't it? You know, or if he can finish top six, that's a boss season. So he's it's a really good choice for him to progress. And obviously, you know, he wants that Liverpool job eventually. You'd, you'd think so. As Phil says, if he can get get a, a, a top six plus, he's challenging against those teams like you know your Tottenham's and your Arsenal's. Then then he's done he's done his job as, and he doesn't need to really do anything more than that. Which I'm not saying that's not hard, it is, but 
for him, for his point of view, it's a really good choice for him. I think one more thing is that Aston Villa, to my, to my eyes, don't play with a particular identity that you could recognise if it was silhouettes. Like you know, some teams do. Like you were saying, then Judgy, difficult to take over a Rogers team, isn't it? Because it's so set in its way of playing. I don't think Villa have got that, so I think it's an opportunity for Gerard to impose whatever his style is. That's yeah. why. That's why I thought the Newcastle job was a bit of a like. Uh, not only the fact they got the money and all the expectation, the Newcastle fans like a certain way of playing. Don't mm-hmm. they? They're not going to maybe accept. You know, initially when you come into a club that that are, that are struggling where Newcastle are, it's about being hard to beat and this, that, and the other. They want the whole the old Kevin Keegan, you know, attacking, you know, in the kitchen oh, yeah. sink, yeah. getting in the butt. You know what I mean? And it's like that that takes a while to get there. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. To be fair, it, it I think it could be a, a, a another shrewd move. I hope it isn't. I hope he fails spectacularly. <laughs> but, yeah, I think. I mean, just just the last point for Gerard. I mean, he, he he's he's always had that little sort of pull of home, hasn't he? You know, even when he went to, to America and that, he, he sort of wanted to get back, you know, and, and it didn't really quite probably work out as... He wanted to get out of Liverpool originally because it was a bit of a fishbowl. But now that he's had that break, he wanted to get back and now, you know, he, he'll be basically living back at home now. He's only an hour hour away in terms of rather than living in Scotland. So I think for him, it's it's it's, it's a perfect move. It's a perfect platform and opportunity for him, football-wise, and obviously getting back closer to his family and stuff. Far more settled family life, which I think as a manager is is probably key, isn't it? It's a pressure position, you know what I mean? And, and you you know you're living and breathing like football. It's not it's not like necessarily the players who go training and then they're done until match day. The manager's constantly so having a family your family around you and thing and getting a bit more of a settled sort of family life is, I imagine it's it's very important. So I think it is. It's as Judgey said, it's right that he's bad at this time and not jumped at the Newcastle job, the first sort of opportunity that came. And then you know this one's came came through, and I can see definitely see why he took it. You know, in in terms of pe- testing his metal in the Prem. Joke jokes aside, jokes aside, I, I know one of his first team coaches very well, and I, I just want to make it clear: I, I don't want them to fail spectacularly because he might lose his job. Then, but no, it is a good point that because he was saying to me that it it's massive for them to be able to like see the friends again and whatever. You know, being up in Glasgow, it wasn't it wasn't that wasn't the case. So. Yeah, I think that that was definitely a big factor. Phil, yeah, we got any more? yeah, but just be, nice to have two secret agents in the prem now, isn't it, Teddy? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we took over the media, now we're taking over all the managerial spots. <laughs> right, okay. Another question that we can both answer. This one's from Liam. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's a red or a blue, but he's asked who is the best midfielder in our team. So I'll ask it to both sides. I'll start with the blues. Easy one, and it's probably at the moment. Well, is it? I mean, it's, we just saw an all-round midfielder. Interpret it any way you want, I suppose. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to Corey, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Alan, you see, because I know no, you're no, from Alan. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I do love Alan, but as a, as a box-to-box all-round midfielder, in terms of overall influence on the team, it's the Corey, yeah. He's got the athleticism. We, we've obviously seen now he's had a bit more licence. He's got the goals in him. Covers every bit of grass. He's good in the air. He, yeah, he, he, he's ever really gone from it. Yeah. And if needs, I think he could fill in that defensive role as well and not, not push on if you don't want him to, you want him to hold he back. Did, he did more, didn't he, under Ancelotti? He was a lot yeah. more like kind of a, you know, a, an old school, you know, Vieira, Makaleli type player, but he's, he's obviously, he wasn't more renowned for that at Watford and he, he's shown 
this season before he got injured that he can that he can chip in with the goals. But I think that's one position we really lack as a centre midfielder for Everton. I think even you know the last game when Holgate came on just just summed it up really. Holgate and Davis are your, your midfielders. You bring it on when you when you need to. Um, you know you've obviously got Gabaman who's you know he could he could be good he could not but I'm not going to put it even put him in a in a in a in a role where I'm saying he can come in. You got Gomez. You got Davis. Just also par players that that. Once we've got a couple of injuries, I think we'll really struggle. And hopefully, I think Takori possibly could be back this week. I know we'll speak about it in a bit in the previews, but um, I think what him having him back is going to be massive, um, especially after after the last few performances when he's when he's been missing. Hundred percent, Terry. The stats tell the entire story for Liverpool, don't they? It's Naby Keita. <laughs> I mean, at the moment. Right now, it's hard to even say who is. You'd say Henderson, you know what I mean? I think because you're looking around, Fabinho, I don't think he hasn't been in great form so far this season. Peter, Peter obviously, you know, has, 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 has done better this season, but as I've always said, he's got a long way of walk of redemption before he gets back, you know, for me to say he's Liverpool's best midfielder. Oxley Chamberlain's indifferent, you know. He, at the moment, I'm looking around midfield and just sort of like, I don't know. It's got. It's very. It, there's not a lot of identity to it at the moment. It's yeah. hard to say who, who it is. Who's who's like the main three, and who is really sort of owning that midfield and, and you know making themselves undroppable. Even even Henderson has had games this season where it's been a bit like, you no, know, he hasn't. He hasn't looked great like against City and stuff. So there's no one at the moment who's really setting the world on fire in our midfield, um, it's, it, which is you know quite disappointing. I know it's always been a bit more of a workman like. Midfield under Klopp as opposed to you know real sort of flair players, but even at the moment that, that it it just doesn't seem to be you know we talked about it last week on the podcast didn't we? it doesn't seem to be vibing. No, it's it's because we haven't got the workhorses available, Teddy. That's why. Yeah, we're going back to, it. and for me this is like everyone's been going on about oh Liverpool need an attack midfielder, and for years I've been saying no we don't, and now we're seeing why it's like we've got the attack midfielders and we're forced to play them. Because we haven't got the workhorses available, and look, and look what's going wrong. It's like, yeah, I think, but that, that's a, that's a bit that's a bit too thingy, though, isn't it? Because I think what was always the, the thing is against teams that sit back, where you can you don't need three workmen, you need two and maybe an attacking a midfielder. We didn't have one good enough to do it, and that was like so we've had too much the other way and not enough the attacking, and now this season we've got too many of the attacking sides and not enough of the, the others. Yeah. So it's. I th- I well, think... In terms of like you're talking on form there, it, it's a difficult one to answer though, isn't it? If you if you take form out of it, because you're talking about Thiago, probably on the best players technically, or when we signed him, when you know, yeah. come on, judge, he's pulling that face. He, he ran that European Cup final, one of the best midfielders out there. You don't play for Bayern Munich when when they're like sort of in their pump. You don't play for Barcelona when they had one of their best sides. If you crap, yeah, I've played for Barcelona. We've been through this before. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember being in that Barcelona team. Like I wouldn't put him in the Barcelona team. At the most, twenty games at the most in one season is the most he plays. I think yeah, he was a kid. Don't be at it. Look, he was good for Bayern, but he fit. He was just perfect for that team, wasn't he? I think we've established. I think we've established now from what you've seen it use. That he, he fits very well into that team. He's done not. He's, he's done very little for Spain. He's never really been able to hold down a, a place in the team for Spain. He's done nothing at Barcelona, and he's been soggy for years. 
Yeah, he's been soggy for us. Like you know, whatever no. for whatever the reason, injury system. Like it, it, it well, you can't say he's been good for us, Phil. Really, has he? Has he at well, the moment? Well, no, but when he's played with Gerard, um, Gerard, Gerard. <laughs> when he's played with Henderson and Fabinho, he's looked the business. To be fair, so is that what he was brought in for then to play the three with them too? He's only played them two or three with, with them two or three times since he signed. Yeah, but he looked good towards the back end of last season when they started getting together again. Early on, when we first signed him. Against Everton, for one. Against Everton, against Chelsea, yeah. yeah. Them couple of games, yeah, you look good. But uh, listen, we haven't seen anywhere near what we were expecting. Let's not make any bones about that. But at the same time, I'm not having that the whole revision of he was crap before Liverpool signed him. But he when you say when you say when you say it's the system, Terry, what where where was he expected to play? Your well, system hasn't I changed, think, does it? Well, it, I think he was signed almost because it was everyone was you know when we signed him, it was a surprise. I think you know people made the point it didn't look like a natural clock type of player but Klopp was you know effusive about him really in, in, in his praise and sort of saying he's a brilliant player and I wanted him and stuff I think he was signed almost to give us that little bit of control in games where you know the likes of like a, the big games you know like a city or whatever where you you want to sort of you might not get a lot of opportunities and you do get the opportunities you need to be able to shut the game down and close it out and, and basically keep the ball and you know control the midfield and just move players around and stuff like that I think he was signed to be that type of player in them types of games or Champions League games where it's like you just want that little bit of extra quality, you know, in terms of just maybe dictating and and, and just stroking the ball around and, and making moving like players around and stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't quite have that, you know. As Phil said, we had a lot of like the sort of Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and Henderson who do get through tons of work, but weren't necessarily the sort of you know string puller midfielders that you get. Like what yeah. City have got. Andre Gomez for us, and to a certain extent, like yeah, like all so I, so I, technical I skills. He was signed, yeah, he was signed to do that role, and then and I, and I think I think in the derby and against Chelsea that you mentioned before when he first signed, I think they are the two games that he has done that. But I, I can't, yeah, I can't remember him doing it past those. No, no, injuries, which is which we knew was a problem with him when we signed him. You know what I mean? But he, you know, he has had bad injuries and stuff. It's but just, like, he's missed it's a lot of It's hard to find best though, isn't it? He's probably got the best touch. He's the best at dribbling. He's the best at passing. If you want to break down attributes, it's him all day. If it's Champions about... League final. Who are you putting in the midfield? That's probably the answer, isn't it? Well, if you're talking about who's going to influence, yeah, who can you rely on? Who's going to be a bigger influence and stuff? And all that side of it, you can't look past Henderson for me. But probably not. Probably not. Um, I would have said Fabinho. Like until this like recent run of form, because I there's been times where I've just been like. Watching him and just going, he's just ridiculous, you know. Like, where you, you think, how did we sign him and no one he wasn't even on anyone's radar because he'd been that good for us? And you're looking at it, thinking he's just easily the best defensive mid in the world, but then at the moment, he, he's, he's, he's nowhere near that sort of standard, but he has been. And there's times where I just think, you know, if he's in his top form, he's the first name on the sheet, he's up there with Van Dyke for me in terms of going on that first name on the team sheet, but. So far the season, for whatever reason, he's just not quite there. Ran out of clock juice. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> anyway okay, we next question. We've got some yeah. to get a nice little there. message from me. He said, hi to all the lads at the show. I've watched all the shows on, on your channel and their boss. Keep them coming. So thanks very much for that, Reese. Appreciate the message. Um, okay, this is from Loz. Hey, lads, loving the content. Even the red lads are decent as well, as far as reds go. We'll take that tip, won't we, T? Yeah. Um, and a compliment. <laughs> well, you, saw, I know you, Phil. You saw, I know Gary and uh, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Must be. 
Just a question for the Blues. Um, is Brands Steve Walsh with a stylist? <laughs> like, um, I mean, you can't argue with any criticism of Brands, can you? Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not about to, by the way. But um, he hasn't, he hasn't covered himself in glory by both, you know, the I suppose the managerial appointments and and um, the recruitment of players. You know, we were led to believe that he, he was, he was going to bring in younger players. You know, and balance out the the squad in that way. I guess he was up against it still, and, and he's still trying to get rid of some of the dead wood. But I haven't seen any of those like those signings that he's you know we were meant to be plucking from South America and all this young talent he was going to be on on earth. And every player we seem to be linked to seems to be a, a well known player. Um, we haven't took one player from from you know as far as I know from from South America or from like any of the more obscure leagues that. You know, we might get a bit of value from. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's pulled up trees at all. Walsh was obviously will, will be forever remembered for that 2017 transfer window that we won, um, where he where he spent all of Mercedes' money. Um, so I, I wouldn't quite put him on Steve Walsh's level because I don't think he's he's been as reckless as Steve Walsh was. I don't think there's any question about that. But there've been a lot of questionable signings in there, albeit you know they've been. Counted by some some good signings as well. You know, we we have got some, we we have got our squad is now worth more than it was when when brands come in. I think there's no there's, there's no doubt about that. We you know we've got players that are, are better assets. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin though was signed by Steve Walsh, which is an interesting one. Um, you know you've you Charlesons and Luca Deans and even Yeri Mina. You know he he's has he has a tough introduction, but. He's now our best centre back. Don't think there's any question for me. Um, you know, even even the sign, you know, Pickford, Godfrey, they're all players that are assets that, that we didn't have. You know, the the Decore and Allen signings with the with the Ancelotti signings, maybe I don't think Decore was. And Decore obviously wasn't a, a talent that he's on earth, but it was still a good signing. Um but yeah, you know, I, I can't um, I can't defend brands and I think he's got to take as much ownership for the state the squads in in general um, as anyone does, but you know I think calling Steve Walsh is probably a bit too far. Yeah, I mean I, I can't help but notice the only metric by which fans measure, and it's probably because they don't know of anything else. But it's it's only purely signings, isn't it? Whereas well, I think, he, I think he's got influence all over the club. That's that's what I was going to say. We don't know how much influence he's being allowed to have, though. That, and that's the issue where you where you can't really properly uh, give him a critique on how he's done because we don't know how. how, how how much influence he's got. You've obviously got Mishiri and Ken right having their little two pence where so he hasn't got that. He doesn't seem anyway to be allowed to have, have that uh, freedom to do what he wants to do. Um so unless unless he gets that, then it's it's difficult to judge him, in my opinion. And and caveat that as well with the fact that, you know, he's took over the uh, the Steve Wall stuff, which was a complete mess. So he was starting at a minus before he even got in. Um so I, I think it's difficult to judge him, but uh, he certainly hasn't uh yeah, as Judge said there, I agree he hasn't done everything that we expected him to do, but whether that's because he can't or whether that's because he hasn't been allowed to, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the important the, we haven't we haven't touched on the academy side of it, but like we've said in previous shows, it'd be a show on its own that because there's a lot of factors I think that that have that have that have made our, our youth set up where you know what it is today. Um but yeah, no, it's I, I, I completely see where what was his name, sorry. Sorry, I've gone past the message now. I've deleted yeah. it. I, I completely see where the listener or viewer is coming from. And yeah, I, I can't disagree wholly, but I think it's still a little bit harsh to be comparing them to Steve Walsh. 
Yeah. Can, can, can I just ask the Blues? Do you, I mean, it, this is probably a wider question, but do you look at that, the fact that you don't know what he is responsible for and how much responsibility he's got? Is that a flaw in your setup? And is, you know, because I look at the managerial appointments and I feel like a lot of them are machineries and rather than rather than brands. And then you look at, you know, we heard about when you were in the market with the latest manager when Ancelotti Ken Wright, Mishiri, and Brands all had different men in mind. Do you mm. look at that and think it's a failing, you know, like in the model? And, and you know, how do you, how do you write it? What Should Ken Wright be getting asked to step aside now, you know, and, and like clean well, out a little bit? We can cover that. We've actually got a... In our, in our next show later in the week, we've got a related uh, This Week in History, so we can kind of touch on that then. But, yeah, it, it's not it's not helpful, is it? You know, we all work for different businesses, different models or whatever, but... It's never helpful when you've got three people who, who are responsible or have got a, a real, you know, say in the same decision, is it? You know, it, it's it, it only murkies the walls. It's, it's helpful to get advice and, and whatever, but when you've clearly got three people with different levels of authority, all expected or having an input on the same decision, it's not conducive to a good one, is it? Or a consistent approach. No. I think there's a fourth party as well who's involved commercially. And I think yeah, I think I think they're worried to give from from what I, I I read and see I think they're probably worried to give brands that full reign uh, because mm-hmm. the money that they're putting in and because of the commerciality of it it's I don't think they trust them and that's the flaw if you're bringing someone in that role you've got to trust them to do the job and that's the only yeah. we're doing that that is but at the moment he's just like a shield isn't he Machiri makes all the decisions and brands takes all the flat I think it's yeah. stopped I think it's you're right pricey and I think it stopped becoming his decision when the Marco Silva one went wrong mm-hmm. and when Marco Silva went down the pan. And someone had to step in and bring Alizice in. That's when it start, That's when it was gone for me. Yeah, that's when yeah. all of the power went and, and all of the kind of undermine like, them, don't you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's like this <laughs> podcast, isn't it? There's six of us, but I'm the one at the top giving clear direction to the others, and it just yeah, works. Any, well. Anyone who anyone who follows <laughs> us for a while can can take that away. <laughs> Anyone who has to say that knows that they're not. <laughs> right, that's the end of the social media section then. Okay, so we're, we're going to move on to our previews then. For, again, for our new viewers, um, we normally do um, pre, uh, reviews of the last game and obviously previews of the, of the next game. We've got no games to review this week, so that's why we spent a little bit longer on the social medias. We're not going to spend too long on, on the previews. That's, that's a heads up for the Reds, so not spend 10 minutes talking about the... The Arsenal, Arsenal shape. Um, but user first up on Saturday, so we'll start with you. So it's Saturday night at Anfield, 5.30, under a rejuvenated Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Yeah, I, you know, it's a, it's an interesting one, I think, this, because I think for so long we've looked at Arsenal and thought they're, you know, they're proper cabbage now. You know, absolutely, you know, nowhere near the sort of, like, standing that, that they used to have. Um, and generally for us, they've been... You know, it's been, yeah, it's been one of them games where you know we can we can take all three points out of these here. So, but you know, it, it seems this season that they have found a little bit of a way of playing. You know, they started to rack up some good results. You know, they're, they're right. I think the fifth now, aren't they, in the league? Only a couple two points behind us or something, or two yeah. or three points behind us. And you know, as I say, they're getting they're getting wins um, and and start starting to string you know a, a good run of form together. So. It is one of them games now where you know we we came out of the Batman U game on Cloud Nine thinking you know everything's falling into place for us and it feels like we were getting you know really starting to put our, our get find our our verve and then obviously we've 
holds up a draw there against Brighton and then obviously gone and got beat by West Ham and all of a sudden you're looking at it thinking we need a win here, you know, like we need to sort of arrest that because mm. you know, to, to 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 only take basically four points out of them nine. If you go and you play in Arsenal now, who basically potentially I think could leapfrog us or if they can't take or overtake us with the win, they could certainly go level. Um you know, and 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 you, you, it's then sort of teams that are like snapping on our heels now. So we need to to basically get a grip of this game and, and, and take all three points. I don't think it can be understated. There is a, you know, come back from the international break, you want to restart the season, you know, in, in, in with, with a win and half five on a Saturday night at home against Arsenal. It's a big game, isn't it, Phil? Yeah, and, and Liverpool are not showing um, title-winning form this season because all the games that we've either drew or lost, we've been ahead in all of them. Yeah. And then yeah. we've we've lost that lead. You don't win leagues like that. So yeah. and we've quickly got to start to put that right. It's worrying for Sati because Mane's got injured there. Standard internationals with Bill getting injury. So looks like Mane's probably gonna miss the game. Henderson's not playing against San Marino tonight. He's had a scan, which has revealed a small injury. It's only meant to be small, but you know, he's not playing tonight. Can he make it for Sati? Without them too. You'd be, I'd be very, very worried. Yeah, well, you think Firmino's out? He, he does his hamstrings, didn't he? So he, he's out anyway. So, you know, without Mane, you're starting to look like it's probably going to have to be a, a Jota Salah and probably a Rigi up top. You know, so it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, you know, a passed up front line. And then, as you say, the midfield, you know, we know we've got problems in midfield anyway with injuries. Um, so I think it, it, it is one of them. It's, it, it, it's, it's a challenge in terms of the injuries we've got and the players that are missing. But at the same time, as, as you said, Phil, it's we're not sure, we're not in we're not in good form, as you say. We're going ahead head in games and we're having to maybe score three goals to win a game at the moment because we look liable to concede one or two. Um, so, you know, definitely something that, that that we need to work on. And and you know, I can't, I can't really say. I I know it sounds dramatic, but I think it is a really important game. No, this yeah. this one against these because Fabinho needs to find that world class form again, doesn't he? Needs to turn it on quick. Yeah, absolutely, and not even just Fabinho though. Joe, someone who I've been a little bit sort of worried about a little bit this season, Andy Robertson. I don't think is in great form. You know, I'm watching him in games and he looks, he's starting to look frustrated. You know, like where it's things aren't coming off for him. You know, his crossing has not been at the level. You know that 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 we've seen of him previously. Stop crossing it, I think he looks confidence affected to me. Yeah. Well, that's it, and it, it's one of them. I don't know whether it's you know just a little bit of pressure. There's a little bit of competition for his place now. You know, like like start, starting to starting to see a bit of competition, and maybe that's starting to tell on him a little bit. You know that he you know, whether there's any nerve there or a little bit of sort of concern that he might lose his place. But I think it, it there's a large possibility that he might. You know, he's being brilliant for us, and you know he's still he's still one of the best left backs in probably in Europe, but. At the moment, he's not in a good good run of form, you know. When we've got all of our centre backs back, and obviously we've got Allison and Trent, but now there's Robertson on that side, just not for me looking like the player that you know that he has over the last couple of seasons. So, you know, there's there's a very real chance I think that we might that you might see, you know, Simakas get a go. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what what we do there because obviously we've been keen to rotate the centre backs, but. You know, will will Simakas get 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 an opportunity at left back? Because when he has been given opportunity this season, he's looked really good, hasn't he? Yeah, loads of assists, which is the key thing that Robson's not getting really. Mm. So, so prediction? 
yeah, I mean, I still think we, we've got enough to, to win the game. You know, they're a good good side at the moment, Arsenal, but I'm going to say Liverpool 2-1. Yeah, I think 2 is a sensible prediction because, you know, you can't see us scoring loads and also you can't see us keeping a clean sheet. So I'll, I'll go with you, 2-1. I think it'll be a good game, actually. Yeah. 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 I actually think Liverpool might end up putting a few past them, to be honest. No Mane, no Anderson, no Firmino. Although Arsenal have you know picked up some results, I still haven't been that impressed by them, to be honest. I think it's a bit me flattered to see you a little bit. Even You know, you have to look at the goal difference. I think the goal difference is zero or something. They've just scraped through games. And they're a lot more solid than they were. Mm-hmm. But they've done it against... You know, fairly one of the mill sides where they picked the points up, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so moving on to our place, to say the least. Uh, City away uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it's obviously a relief to, to see Yerry Mina back in training. I think that's the best news we could have had. Uh, it would have been nice to see Calvert Loom potentially be back in the mix. Decore, maybe. I think it's probably a stretch for him. And, and I think it'll half be in Benitez's mind thinking, is it worth putting him out for this fixture when really the likelihood of us picking up a point is, is, is slim anyway? I'm not sure that he'll be risking him for, for, for City away. Do you reckon? No, prob- probably not. I think Yerry Mean is the, probably the main one to get to get back, as you say there. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's worrying to, to, to play City. Uh, at City, I know Palace beat them in the last home game, but I think that goes against us. They're not going to. I can't see them losing two on the run. Uh, I know the other man sent off against that in that Palace game as well. But I think it's tough because you, what you'd expect us to go to go and, and make it difficult for them and sort of try and put the block on them. But you can, I don't think you can do that to City either because they'll just pick it off. It's just going to be a matter of time before before they do. Uh, as you said, as I said, having Mina back will help um, if we are if we are doing that. Um, but I just can't see anything else apart. I mean, I'm, I'm worried. I'll be honest. I'm worried because, I, but yeah, because if if we try and sit back and 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 hold them to it and try and go for a draw, maybe or try and pick them off, we can't do that. We we haven't we haven't not many teams can to be fair against City, but we we certainly can't do that. We're not we haven't got the concentration at the back, even with Mina there. If he's next to Keane, which you'd expect him to be, because uh, Benita seems to like Keane. Mm. I think. We just, we just, it's just worrying. I think, um, if, yeah, I, I think if Takora is not out, which we've got not back, which you can, you know, we can probably safely assume he's not going to be. I reckon he'll go with three centre backs. Three, three of them, yeah. Played Godfrey and and I don't know who he plays Godfrey and Keane. He decides to mean. I mean, when he has played the three centre backs, I was going to say it was a disaster. Put all, he's put them all in the wrong positions. Mm. though, wasn't weird. Mm. It's like he's just playing champ manager and he's just randomly threw sit three centre backs yeah. in in yeah. random positions, but um. I can see him playing three centre-backs, which, again, is as much a concern. But I think the other reason why I can see him playing three centre-backs is all three of them would have been in training this week. None of them were on international duty. So it, it's probably been a perfect chance to kind of work on that a little bit. Uh, likewise, Alan and Delph would have been there. So you've got your two, you know, two holding midfielders, which you'd expect to have in against City, whatever happens. Um, again, who else comes into that side? I mean... I half think he might throw Davis in there just to put more bodies in that midfield and, and to try and nullify them. And then maybe, you know, maybe just having two players up top, maybe Gray and Ta- Gray and Richarlison, just to give us some pace up there. 
Imagine if he does that though. It's just going to be from from minute one. It's just oh, going to be like a training game, isn't it? They have the ball. We put everyone behind the ball. They have the ball. We're way, not going to get out. I don't know. I think. I think. I'd like us to go four four two and still have them outlets. I know. I know you in that 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 formation you've just mentioned. You've got the the fullbacks who can potentially be the outlets. But I'd still like us to have them outlets wide if we can and try and get around them. But I would. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can witch catch twenty two with City. Uh, we haven't got the. Let's face it, we haven't got the players who are disciplined enough. To, to hold that that formation you've just said, I don't. And I get what you're saying. The people who haven't been on international duty, and they can work on it. But it's been just been proven over the years, time and time again, that we don't have the players that can against these top teams anyway. That can that can do it. Um, we also don't have the players toe to toe with them. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Is anyone watching? Advocating this five three two. By the way, I'm just saying that. No, I know. I, 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 I see you thinking to it, and it, it, it's got potential. Um, but but I'm just thinking practically if 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 that happens. It's just going to be from minute one. There's just just going to be no outlet, and then and then when we do get it, it's just going to be knocking into the channels and hoping for the best, and no one's going to be pushing up and support, and it's going to be really hard. But I think whatever whatever uh, formation and players we play, it's going to be like that. I if, just... you at, if you look at Benitez's form and the way he approached games at Newcastle against the likes of City, that's what he's done. Though he literally ten percent possession. Yeah, and it was like, and and he's he done okay. To be fair, I think he has a decent record when. And that's why the, the Newcastle fans loved him because he did get a, a have a good and half decent record against the top sides. And I just think with without Decore still and without Calvert Lewin, you know, we haven't got a strong squad. Um, and I just don't think he'll feel as though at the moment this team has got, you know, the quality to, to go up yeah. against. How did Burnley do it? Does anyone see that game? Yeah, it was. Or it was it a three o'clock one? As you'd expect. Yeah. Would that be a blueprint at all? Palace. Palace. Oh, Palace, yeah. Burnley took points off Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, Pal- well, they had a man set off against Palace and they were unlucky. They had a couple of goals that allowed by VAR and all that. So it was like a bit... Palace, not that they were lucky, but I think they were... Yeah, it was just one of those days, yeah. But I, I think, I think you know... You are right. You are right. There's, there's, we haven't, we haven't got the players to to go to go toe to toe with them or to even. And I think even if he if he sets up with those blocks, and he and he plays for the for the draw, it's, it's a it's a brilliant point, isn't it? So he might as well do that and try and get the draw, the draw than to than to go you know try and match them. I mean, you know, you're not going to try and match them, but you know what I mean. Try and try and play a little bit and, and get beat anyway. You might as well, I suppose, just try and keep it as tight as possible. But it's not going to be fun to watch. It's horrible, isn't it? That's what I mean. It's horrible going into a game like that where you know yeah. you're literally going into a gunfight with a with a little spoon. I know. Hope the Blues keep the same negative energy when it comes to the derby analysis. Well, no, we'll have we'll have Decore and we'll have Calvin. Yeah, fancy us in the derby already, actually. Um, with your, uh, your your super midfield as well. I'm looking forward to Fabinho towing his caravan round around the pitch all game. Yeah. So you're you going for you going for a draw then, Judgy? Yeah, nil nil. <laughs> nil nil. Yeah, I go one all. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'm going for nil nil because it's not it's not good form to be to be saying we're going to get beat on on our own podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I think I think that's about all we've got time for, isn't it? Yep. It yeah. is. Yeah. Forty seven minutes, not too bad. That was it. When it went slightly into injury time. Um, again, as I said at the start, please subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we'll have another show coming out later on the week, on in the week game on, where we'll be going into quizzes and this week in history. Catch you all then. <laughs>